if you're struggling to keep your team engaged, happier, and healthier, then stay tuned and listen up. Hello, my friends, Crystal DeCuna here, and I'm thrilled to welcome you to the Leaders Listen Up podcast. I'm your host and your friend. Hey, each week we equip you with new tools and creative techniques that help you design epic customer and employee experiences, allowing you, the leader, to drive loyalty, retention, sales, and of course, deliver award-winning service. My friend, we want you to be the people's champion for your team and for your customers. My friends, today's episode is about revamping your company culture. Last week, we started to dive into this topic. So this is a two-part series. So if you missed last week's episode, do yourself a favor and go check it out. It is fantastic. And we talked about three out of the five game-changing ways to uplevel your company culture. Today, I'm going to share with you two more ways that allow you to be the type of leader you want to be in the type of environment that you want to be in. So Leaders, if you're ready, listen up and let's dive in. So when we speak to organizations and leaders across the globe, there's a few things that they all struggle with when it comes to really designing company culture. And so before I dive into a few more solutions for you, let's talk a little bit about the the challenges in designing company culture, because it's not unseen that these challenges come up. And so as I share these challenges with you, I encourage you to kind of think about which is the challenge or that limiting belief or or maybe that roadblock that's getting in the way for you uh, of designing your company culture. So number one thing that leaders say is the lack of clarity. Hey, when we when we chat with leaders, you know, it's it's this constant struggle because they want to design phenomenal company cultures, but they don't really have a clear vision or clear understanding of what that looks like and how to do it. They don't have a blueprint because guess what? They're leaders like you who are completely overwhelmed on on the daily with, you know, on that daily grind, that daily hamster wheel. We have to do more with less. Does that sound like you, my friend? And if it does, hey, you're you're not alone. And if it doesn't, if you're one that has everything organized and you're well organized and well prioritized, kudos uh, and fantastic. But often we find that there's a lot of leaders that are just overwhelmed, right? And so there's a lack of kind of clarity on you know, how, what do I need to do? What are the actual action steps that I need to do to create a company culture? Because I think, you know, and do I have the power to in, influence and inspire this many people, depending on the size of your organization? The challenge is when we have lack of clarity, if you as a leader have lack of clarity and, you know, what that company culture should look like and feel like and your contribution to it, guess what? So does your team, right? Your team doesn't have clarity either. So it's one of the biggest struggles. The second thing they struggle with is retention and employee turnover. Listen, we know that poor company culture leads to high employee turnover, but we also know just how incredibly expensive and time-consuming retention and turnover is to organizations. There's actually a study done uh, by the Society of Human Resources, and they talked about the cost of losing a trained employee. Imagine you've invested, and it it's, may have happened to many of you leaders because I know it's happened to me before. Um, and, you know, you, you invest all this money in training. Sometimes people are hesitant. Do I even get them business cards? What if they leave? If you If you're having that feeling, then perhaps it's the wrong fit from the beginning. But you know, you do all this, you invest all this in terms of training and development. Um, and then, you know, the culture isn't great. And so you've invested your time, but the culture doesn't feel good. And my friends, those people aren't going to stay. They're not going to stay because there's there's somewhere else where the culture does feel good. And so, you know, that's one of those things, because we, what we know for sure 
is that uh, the cost of losing a trained employee can cost anywhere from 50 to 500% of their annual salary. So if you're paying somebody, you know, $50,000, it can cost you 500% more to lose them because they're not producing for you. All right, number three is communication. Hey, in business or in your personal or per- per- personal life, communication is critical. Would you agree? Right, And the lack of clear and consistent communication uh, can really lead to confusion and absolutely lead to uncertainty and misunderstandings, right? I mean, just think about your personal life, your friends, your family, uh, your significant others. You know, what are those miscommunications that are happening? And that creates the conflict. It creates uncertainty, right? The thing is, is that, you know, not only can it affect um morale, poor communication, but it can also affect people from a uh, physiological uh, perspective. So, you know, whether you're the the giver or the receiver of the poor communication, it can really create a toxic environment. Um, and it, it can lead to like the physiological effects, meaning like headaches and, and sleepless nights and weight gain, like all of those things can stem from just not having clarity and confidence you had good communication, you have clarity and confidence, you may not be um, as susceptible to some of those physiological challenges that come up. So number four, another one of those challenges is that when people are resistant to change, nothing moves forward. Yes, yes. Have you been in that situation? Hey, business leaders will face resistance, maybe from employees, maybe from board members, maybe from other leaders. And it's so tricky to implement change in your culture when there's that resistance, right? And so it can be challenging to overcome, especially in organizations that are entrenched uh, it, it entrenched in, in um, longevity. So they've been around for a long time and it's just difficult to, to shift that perspective, right? They can also have this idea of expectations and it, those expectations can start to spread like wildfire. Uh, is that, you know, well, we expect this, we expect that. And that's that's the, the beginning of a really toxic culture. So um, that's one of those roadblocks as well. When in an episode um five, right before this this episode you're listening to, uh, part one of this, we talked a little bit more about that as well. So check that one out if you haven't. Right. Number five, work-life balance. We all want it. We all need it. Uh, is it challenging? Absolutely. In the world we live in today, but in many instances, especially in small businesses, um, this can be a challenge, work-life balance, because you develop some really good camaraderie, some really good relationships, people that have maybe worked for the organization for 20 years. And it's like, oh, I'm just going to send them a quick text. I'm just going to send them a quick, oh, she won't mind. She won't mind. And it starts to to really blur the lines between work and life. And, um, and it can really affect the company culture because somebody might feel like they have to respond because they've been doing it for so long, but they don't want to do that anymore. And as a leader, you might be creating that expectation where I'm going to text them and, you know, I know she'll see it. Or, oh, oh, I saw that she saw it, but she hasn't replied yet. And so that's a challenge. And so we need to be able to create some nice, healthy boundaries there. All right. What do you say we dive into some of the solutions? Yes, yes. All right. Listen up, leaders. Let's dive in. All right. So overall, business leaders need to prioritize building a positive company culture. We have to prioritize one that aligns with your vision, your mission, and your core values. That's how you're going to attract a culture of top talent, right? We want to be able to have top talent staying in our team. We want to have top talent coming to us. And so by by carefully curating and designing an environment like that, 
that'll happen, right? And so you want to think of the type of environment that you would like to work in, a type of environment that might be motivated, inspiring, and and really overall create a sense of belonging, right? And so that's the goal here, my friends. And so last week I shared with you three out of the five tips to, to revamp. Um, and so now I want to share with you a few more. So number four, as we continue from last week, is to celebrate successes. Here's the thing. In business, there's always going to be challenge. And our, our brains are hardwired to look at those challenges first. And so take a step back and try to find those cele- those successes that you can really celebrate. Right? A positive culture is one where employees feel uh, recognized for the work that they're doing. Hey, being recognized and, and feeling significant is actually a human need. So often uh, leaders will say to me, hey, Crystal, you know, oh, I don't need that. That's a part of my job. That's what I have to do anyways. I get paid for that. I totally understand that. But you're a human and it's a human need to feel significant. If you look at uh, Maslow's hierarchy of human needs, it's one of the, the rungs on the ladder there is to make sure that you're feeling significant and to be able to feel significant, you have to know that your effort is making a difference, right? This applies to all areas of your business, of your of your life, right? Even in your personal life, your effort, the effort that you put into something has to make a difference. Otherwise, you don't feel significant, right? And so think of your team. They need to know that their effort, you know, they're taking time away from their kids. They're taking time away from, um, you know, maybe their side gigs or their other jobs or, or their home or their their parents are taking time and they're, they're coming to work to earn a paycheck. But they want to make sure that it's more than just the money that they're actually contributing and they're actually making a difference. So celebrate your team's successes. I love to share um, and celebrate successes in our daily huddles. Um, so I think I've talked about daily huddles in another episode. If I haven't, I will make one, uh, but I'm sure it's on my Instagram somewhere. Daily huddles are like the best thing ever where you spend eight minutes uh, a day talking about your eight hour day as a team and there's a structure to it. If you want more information, just reach out and I'll share some with you. But the daily huddles are a great place to celebrate these successes because you can align those daily huddle meetings with your core values, with your uh, vision or your mission. You can say something like, hey, Sally, you know, when you help that young boy today get, you know, uh, find his parents in the amusement park and, you know, he was crying and I'm so glad you took such good care of him and, and you checked on him afterwards. That was what this is all about. That's what, you know, keeping our environment safe and happy and healthy means in our core values, right? So connecting back their actions, um, their behaviors, to one of your core values is a really great way to celebrate those successes. So you're not just saying kudos, which is a good thing to do, um, but you want to, again, you want to praise in public, right? Coach in private, but praise in public. Um, and when you're doing that, uh, just make sure you're tying it back to the core value or the vision or the mission or something that resonates with what the company's focused on. Sometimes a great company-wide email is awesome. You know, I worked with one organization where the leader, um, every Friday, they would send out um, like a a thank you to three people, but they would send it out company-wide. So there's three people listed. What happens if every Friday you know that that leader is sending out an email recognizing three people for doing something that aligned with the vision, mission, core values? Who doesn't want to be on that list, right? You want to be on that list. And so it starts to really cultivate this culture of like, no, I want to be on that list. What can I do to be on that list? Um, and it's it was, a great, it was a really great success. And I believe they're still doing it. And that was probably about six, seven years ago. So, um, you know, that's a really great way to celebrate. You want to make sure that you're not just doing, hey, thanks, right? You're, you're actually focusing on the behavior that they did 
and the the result that it uh, created for you. Number five is you want to offer opportunities for professional development. Hey, team members want to feel like they are growing and developing in their role, right? As leaders, um, you know, when we want to be able to up-level your company culture, when you offer these types of professional development, maybe it's training, maybe it's mentorship, maybe it's continued education, maybe it's a project. Maybe you want to create a project or a challenge. Whatever it is, they help employees to not only improve their knowledge and skills, but also be more invested in their role, right? When you contribute more into your team, your team will contribute more into the organization, right? When you get them excited and um, and thinking a little bit differently, like I, one of the things I had done with um, my team um, when I worked for a home builder, actually, I gave them a challenge and I said, hey, here's a, here's a couple of challenges. I think I gave three challenges and I gave, uh, I put them in teams and I gave them all challenges. And I mean, there was, there was nothing to it. They had one week to work on this challenge and bring it back to me in our next sales meeting. Everybody got 10 minutes and they talked about uh, the successes of that challenge. And it was just a fun way to be able to like start celebrating their successes, but also it was a fun way to get them thinking a little bit differently, right? We didn't do a full on training course, but we did some different ways of thinking. And so every couple of weeks we would do a little challenge, we would do a little game, just to get them thinking outside the box. So as much as you can get them to invest, um, sorry, as much as you as a leader can invest in their personal development and their really growth, it certainly helps to create trust and loyalty, right? They want to stay with your organization. You got to make it fun for them to stay with your organization. So give them those opportunities to develop um, and to really hone in on their skills. The other thing about uh, developing their talent is when you invest in employee development, it helps to attract top talent, right? Employees are more likely to stay with the company if they know that you're invested in their growth. Okay, for good measure, I'm going to share one more bonus tip with you. Uh, I talked about it in the challenges. So in the challenges, I said said that work-life balance is one of those roadblocks that comes up when we're designing company culture. And so now it's actually a positive as well. You know, work-life balance can create a positive company culture because it's one where an employee feels supported in their personal life and in their professional life. You want to encourage your team, encourage them to take breaks, encourage them to disconnect, encourage them to prioritize their well-being. Here's the thing as a leader, you can't be working 24-7 and not self-caring for yourself and telling them to, right? And in the last episode, I talked about leading by example. And so if you want your team to have that work-life balance, you have to have that work-life balance, my friend. So start prioritizing your own balance and see where things go. What can you do? Do you have to do everything? Can it be delegated? Can it be an exciting project for one of your team members? Can you give somebody something that they've never done before and challenge them, right? So when I talk about finding your number, it's about what number are you willing to expect So accept, sorry. So for example, if you give a team member a project to work on and you get it off your plate and you're like, okay, you know, let them go work on it for a week and you give them this project, you have to know that that project may not come back 100%. Chances of it coming back even 90% are very unlikely because it's not you. It's not the way you want it done. It's somebody else. And so they're going to bring it back to you. And if that's a 70 and 80, are you willing to accept it? And are you willing to coach them so that next time you give them a project, 
you know, you will get 10% higher, you will get an increase in that, um, in the results. So, you know, it's a really good um, practice to, to create some work-life balance, give some of the work that you have um, to team members that are really excited and engaged about it. But remember that you can't have work-life balance for your team unless you have it for yourself, right? You want to be able to show them that their health and their their health is really important to you because my friends, if they're not healthy, they're not showing up and we start this whole retention and loyalty uh, chain again, right? If they're if people aren't healthy, they're not going to come to work mentally, physically, spiritually. They need to be in a good state of mind. I was talking to a colleague uh, not too long ago that um, was sharing that, you know, she had to go get her driver's license renewed and she had to take a whole day off work. And she was so upset. She's like, you know what? I had to take a whole day off work. I just needed about a couple hours. I couldn't take three hours because I didn't know how long I was going to be standing in line, but I had to take a whole day off work and I couldn't really afford to take a whole day off work. And we got to talking and it's like, well, she needs a driver's license to get to work. Right. And so we have to look at what that work life balance is like. And I'm not saying change all your policies. I'm saying we as organizations and leadership teams, we need to be a little more understanding to some of the everyday things. Because if you as a leader needed to go pick up your kid or if you as a leader needed to go get your driver's license done, you know, did you do you have a little more flexibility and autonomy than your frontline team members? And what makes you different than them? You both have to go get your driver's license renewed, right? And so just give that some thought in, in how you can, you know, I once worked with an organization where, um, you know, they were having this type of a challenge where there was very little work-life balance. And so we actually created a, a fun birthday system where, um, you know, on birthdays, we really celebrate. We celebrate up to the birthday, the birthday, and then after the birthday. But one of the things we talked about is giving them a day off so that they could go get all the stuff done that they needed to uh, in that birthday week, whether it was their um, their driver's license, getting all their paperwork done, whatever they needed to do. But they had a, it was either half a day or a full day, and they earned points towards that time off. But um, but it was a really great way to celebrate, and it created it really contributed to the positive company culture. So without you know when we do consulting work with organizations, we start to really design what that that kind of experience would look like. But start just having conversations with your team. Start somewhere on what those type of um, you know, what are some of those work-life balance challenges that you're having? Once you know what the challenges are, my friends, then you can start to pick apart and um, and create a plan and craft a plan that, that uh, helps to solve the challenges. But first, you have to know what the challenges are. So ask your team, gather that voice of employee data, uh, have some good, deep, rich conversations, uh, and find out how you can help to cultivate that culture of success. Hey, my friend, thank you so much for joining us today. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And please share your successes and your struggles with us. The Leaders Listen Up podcast is where leaders come to become better leaders by listening, learning, actioning, and sharing. So I would be delighted if you'd share your thoughts with us. And if you if this episode was helpful, hey, share it. Subscribe to our channel. Make sure you leave us a review. And I can't wait to chat with you next week. Bye for now.